Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to the Red Pill Hardcore Radio Show. How's it, baby? Keep it real. Take the Red Pill. You drive a hard one. <laughs> We're going to try something that's uh, not new, it's old, something we've been doing for years anyway. We did it originally, but uh, to be frank with you, we got, uh, we got kind of drafted, you know, and we started doing this show, and we jumped in for V like we always do, but we weren't prepared the first night, and the second night, uh, we were a little better, and then we, we come up with a crazy idea to choreograph everything, you know, and Ted wrote up a, a nice list of the way we were going to do it, with times on it and all that, and... Uh, it inhibited us, and then he made the decision to say, you know, why don't we just do the phone call thing where we're talking to each other, and we'll, we'll go in, and we'll take a subject, and we'll tear it up, and then we'll go on to whatever pops in our head, and uh, we're going to take call-ins. I'm not going to wait till 11 or whatever. Uh, we're going to take call-ins, we'll, but we have uh, a couple of requests on that. Um, if you call in, try to ask questions or make comments on uh, what we're talking about at that time, or maybe you heard a couple of minutes before, and and that way we can all talk together. And uh, don't self-promote. Uh, we don't want to hear any sound bites that you heard on Fox News uh, or any of that nonsense. And uh, we, you know, we can uh, we can be all uh, buddies like that. And if you do that, we got one guy that calls in and likes to do that. Um, thank you for your call, and I'm going to send you back to Albuquerque. All right. Yeah, you know our feelings about uh, this uh, conspiracy nonsense. Now, that doesn't mean if we're talking about a news story or an event or something, and we're comparing notes on things, trying to figure out what happened. Now, Ted and I, part of what we do is crime investigation. We've been involved in the Joe Monet Ramsey case. 
we've written papers on the John F. Kennedy assassination and all that. So we'd be glad to discuss that stuff with you and with all the blood and guts and everything. But when you start telling us that little green men are going to be mowing our lawn next week or things like that, then uh, we're going to wish you luck, you know. Uh, anyway, hey, Ted, how's it going? Uh, well, unless, of course, Martians actually land and then we want you to let us know. Um, well, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. I just finished watching a movie about Steve Jobs. Uh, I had no idea what a horrible person the guy was. Uh, <laughs> I work for him. I work for him. I know. I know. Go ahead. <laughs> all this time, I thought he was like one of the Beatles. You know, uh, well, I mean, excluding Paul, but uh, but no, he's he he he, he was a uh, he was a fundamentally uh, small person with a terrible temper. Uh, and uh, and 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 it, 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 it was his way of the highway, and he, and he didn't mind he didn't mind uh, just destroying people's lives over over little stuff. But you know what what to everybody else seemed like little stuff, but to him seemed like you know the the end of the world. And uh, and and I realized that we wouldn't be any where we are with computers without Steve Jobs. I I, I recognize that. Um, but, uh, it got me to thinking about, you know, the idea of there, there's a general, I think there's a general expectation that people have when they hear the word evolution, that that means that, that when things evolve, they're changing for the better in some way. In other words, you look at the, 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 the picture of man uh, starting off, I don't know, as a snail or whatever, and winding up walking upright with this evolution and, and so, therefore, evolution implies that you, when things change, they get better. But, um, but, but, I, but I'm, I'm beginning to, I'm, I'm beginning to question that. And I think throughout the show, I might, I might throw that at you every now and again. Uh, you know, do, do you think you know? As, because, because uh, you know, what you and I ultimately do in our conversation is we, is, is we talk about. The, the evolution of our society, the evolution of our culture, uh, and uh, and and its various uh, artifacts, and uh, so anyway, I, 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 I feel a lot better after watching that movie about Steve Jobs. I feel a whole well, lot superior. I uh, I can ask some answers. I'm glad you picked picked this subject because it's very insightful. And like I said. I worked for Steve back in 2000, 2001, and all that. I went down to Austin, and I went to work for the Apple Corporation and everything. And I was um, I was uh, close in to where I could observe some things. I met Lisa Jobs, um, and I, I learned uh, the way we, we did things in Apple. There was a, a deal. When you walk into the building I was in, there were several buildings down on Piermont. Uh, uh, I think it's Piermont. Um, anyway, um there were several buildings, and uh, the building I was going to walk into, I walked into, you come in there through the side door, and there was a hallway going all around uh, to the right, and then there was a door immediately to the left that was hardly ever open, but occasionally uh, somebody would come out, and you could go right through it, and then where I sat was no more than 10 or 20 feet from that door, and uh, one day, somebody happened to come out, and I walked through the door, and I got caught by Reese, which was uh, my mentor, 
And he told me, he said, no, 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 come here. Come on, show you something. He took me back out the door. He said, listen, you've got to go around to the right. I said, okay, okay, where's security? He said, no, 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 no. Uh, all good people go to the right. And Steve believes if you don't come in through the right, you destroy the karma of the building, and he will fire you. <laughs> I, I, I have no doubt of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe what he did to the to the guy that made him. You know, I mean, he, he, he never would have. I, I, I realized that that guy never would have been who he was without Steve Jobs. But Steve Jobs would have been. That? Wasn't that? Wasn't that? Yeah. Well, the was. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Well, yeah, and, and Wozniak, too. Um, uh -huh. he, now, Wozniak quit on, 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 of his own accord uh, uh -huh. because, because, because he realized that, that Steve wasn't really a dreamer after all. You know, that, that, that Steve had changed into a person who, um, who, felt, who felt driven towards some, some, some vision that only he could see. And, uh, and, 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 and so he got out while he still had his sanity. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the, that guy, Markle, or Markle. Oh. Uh, oh, there were so yeah. many. There were so many. There was a man that, from IBM or somebody that, that loaned them the money when they were in the garage. Yeah, the guy that loaned them the money when they were okay, in the garage. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a straight-up businessman, and he was on, you know, he was older to go over there and do that. And then, you're right. Hey, I'll tell you another one that Steve did, um, and our listeners in Austin probably know about. I'm, I'm kind of perplexed. I, I don't think it's Piermont Street. Pier, anyway, there was uh, uh, down there off the freeway. Anyway, don't worry. They know where it's at. Um, at any rate, um, Steve came up with an idea that Elon Musk is now adopting, by the way, of putting 67 satellites in orbit, and that those satellites would be the new cell towers. In other words, your cell tower would be straight up instead of, you know, over hill and dale, and it would make it easier to communicate from the North Pole or, or, or North Austin. It didn't matter where you were at. And um, um, Motorola put them up, and they had, but they had plans for the, you know, how the satellites were going to run and all this kind of stuff. And uh, Steve called one day, and apparently he got into a discussion about that, and they disagreed with him, and, and he calmly told the CEO of Motorola, we're not married. And the guy, he said, what are you talking about? No, we're not married now. We're not married. You know, and so uh, the guy didn't know what he was talking about and just went on with the conversation. Well, Steve pulled out of the project. Okay, we're going to go another direction now. And, and it's like, we, we, we got 67 satellites up. What are we going to do? I don't know. You got Sandler up there. Hey, bravo, you know. That's why Motorola turned into two separate corporations, and uh, now there's no really no more Motorola. He, he destroyed them. He actually destroyed them. Uh, and I mean just in a, you know, a wink of an eye. He did the same thing at and uh, You remember right when you bought your first iPhone, it had to be AT&T, okay? Mm -hmm. And he got another divorce. Well... You remember that deal we had where only AT&T would have our iPhones? Yes, Steve. Uh, what about it? Well, I'm going to go ahead and give it to everybody. In fact, I'm going to make it open source and so make it easier for them to read. He gave it to Verizon also. And then Verizon uh, basically allowed uh, uh, all of its 
uh, subsidiaries like T-Mobile uh, and whatnot to, you yeah. know, to, to utilize it. Uh, so, yeah. uh, um, but, but it, they, they, the, the, now is, was Lisa, was Lisa the woman that he divorced? No, Lisa was his daughter. Lisa was the daughter that he denied for a long time. Long time. I know uh, his girlfriend only, uh, not her mother was one of my girlfriends, but she's not mine. She's not mine. She's not mine. Uh, and eventually he, he owned up and he said, yeah, well, you know, she's mine. And uh, so, he took so it, it, her from the mother. So, so, uh, oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, he took her from the mother. The guy was a depraved individual. I'm telling you, this poor this poor woman is, comes and tells him I'm pregnant, and he says, "No, you, you, you no, I'm not, I don't accept that. I I won't accept that." And and, and throws her out of his house that right that minute. She had nowhere to go, no clothes, no underwear, no nothing. I mean, just nothing. And she and, would she would the daughter would come. What happened was the daughter would come and and wander through Apple headquarters in Cupertino and I guess he was human he finally became fond of her or something I don't know I, I didn't dig into his personal life but I don't know if he legally adopted her or just you know hey you can live here if you want to and and that happened I don't know so when the callers call in so you're wrong there no I'm not wrong I met Lisa Jobs sit down you know uh, anyway <laughs> uh, also the, the way now some of the things in Apple was weird. Like Thursday was beer day. They would we had little plastic glasses sitting on the desk where we worked, you know, and they they wheeled a, a keg of beer around on a secretarial chair and they would give us you know beer uh, and lots of it too. I mean, starting about four thirty, and you know you start out you start out with the you'd be doing your shift and and you'd answer the phone. Hello, welcome to Apple Computer. My name is Wilbur. How may I help you? Well, after about three or four hours of drinking that beer, it was <laughs> what you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they did try to keep they did try to keep the vibe of themselves as being a cool company. Um, yes, but, but hey, uh, I tell you, I what, look anybody out there that worked for Apple, anybody that worked for Apple back then in the Austin area, I, I keep wanting to say Piermont Avenue or whatever. But anyway. You walk in the front door of the main building, which is the one I worked in, and there was a statue about twice the size or more of a big coffee table uh, of an armadillo on its back giving birth to a Mac computer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you well, can't make this stuff up. I didn't carve the. I didn't carve the statue. <laughs> well, I didn't. I, I, I didn't want to get us too. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I didn't want to get us too far down the road of talking about. I, you just asked how I was doing, and I said, "Great." You know, I, I, well, I, this is a good I, subject, man. But, it's a good subject. I'm good. Yeah, we'll eat up a half hour with this, or at least at least another five minutes until the commercial comes on. I got one more story to tell you. I got to tell you, they released a thing called OS X, OS Ten. That's what Steve wrote when he was fired, and he came back and used that as a. And, uh, you use that as a gathering point, you know, to get his job back and become CEO for life. They come back with the X, and they they forced it on. Don't come over here and mess with me right now. I'm on the air. I'm serious. I'm serious. I am serious. Good night, RBN. Good night, RBN. That was the famous puck. You're gonna make mess up my joke. Go, go. <laughs> anyway, 
yeah, she lives here. Anyway, um, he forced X down everybody's throat. You know, if you had 9.2.2, uh, you had to upgrade to X or your stuff wouldn't work and all that. So everybody did. But you had to run 9.2.2 and run X on top of it. And I couldn't figure that out, but everybody had to do it to make it work. And uh, one day my mentor, Reese, came over and um, he said, how's the X doing for you? And I'm, I'm a company guy, man. Oh, it's beautiful, Steve, man. As well, it's way cool, man. You know, Lanny, look, he said, the only problem is it don't work. I said, what? <laughs> it don't work, dude. Uh, it don't run printers. It doesn't have a way to run a CD. It doesn't, it just, I mean, what he did was he did not want to lose ground to Bill Gates XP. So to, when he went to the Mac world and, and demonstrated X, X was not on the screen. It was a DVD playing what X would do, and he was putting his fingers on the keyboard like this is what I'm doing. It was all baloney. Every well, bit of it. <laughs> my, my only complaint about uh, Apple devices, I, I, and that's all I have in my home, except for my wife's computer, uh, and uh, uh, the only problem I have with them is that um, they've gotten to the point in their upgrade where if you don't buy a new device, Every three or four or five years, uh, what will happen is, is you'll you'll get their next upgrade, and 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 they have problems with the interfaces. So the next thing you know, the software that that runs your uh, CD, your external CD player, is now in a, in a in a file folder on your screen. Right, right. That's called plan obsolescence, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. If, if, after a while. Uh, now, a lot of people, there's one, there's an exception to that rule. I, I may not get this in before the commercial. We may continue with this conversation. The one exception was the original Mac. And the technicians, the guys that were developing it, like Reese that got to fly to Cupertino and all that, they all had an original Macintosh in their cube. Because Steve had that thing rigged up where it would do certain things that no other Mac would do. And I, and I don't, I didn't write programming or anything like that. I don't know, but I know that, like Reese told me, there's just certain things that you just cannot do. You're doing certain stuff. You've got to have an original Mac, and they got this old clunker in there, and it's fired up and going, you know. Uh, and I mean, it, it was uh, all kinds of weird stuff, you know. But uh, that was part of it. Um, oh man, there's so much, so many memories come back. It, it was a cool place though. Everybody, but everybody was working on being cool. You had to be like Steve. You had to wear the black shirt when you had one. You had to, you know, all kinds of stuff. But, uh, like, um, he got mad because somebody in, the, in our place sent an email that he wasn't supposed to send, and it leaked out. But he didn't know who did it. Amazing. He couldn't figure out who did it. But he knew about where in the center the person had been. So, we had a center aisle going down that part of the building, and he just fired everybody to the left of that aisle. I'm just getting fired about five feet, you know. And then uh, uh, a guy named Doug, I never will forget, Reese came over and told me, hey, man, uh, you hear what happened in the parking lot? And I said, uh, no, I hey, man, Doug went out there and blew his brains out, man. Wow, what well, he got fired, you know, like, and it kind of really got with him, you know, and he, he killed himself, dude. God, I'm really bad. That's how I feel. He says, "Hey, man, he's got like two gigabytes of memory in his uh, in his uh, 
thing is not going to do him no good in hell. I think we got a commercial coming up, Ted. We'll see y'all uh, after the commercial. And please buy from our sponsors. We love them. Love you. Love you, sponsors. Hey, do you have a house love or you. office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the ones in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, or fungus. Just diffuse with it, and you'll see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S, Secret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S, Secret.com. Hello, I'm Peter Serafine, and I'm the new host of National Intel Report on Thursdays here on Republic Broadcasting Network. I'm a gun-owning constitutionalist who believes that the only role of government is to protect my rights. I believe the First Amendment makes us free, and the Second Amendment keeps us free. If those ideas sound good to you, then join me in the National Intel Report, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Republic Broadcasting Network. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else, tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. You can't kill me, I'm dead already, your head is petty. I'm metal heavy, G.O.G. of the Serengeti. G.O.G. of the Serengeti. G.O.G. of the Serengeti. Anyway, uh, as for what I was saying right before we had the, the break and everything, was where I told Reese I felt real bad about Doug shooting himself. He said, well, you He's got he's got two gigabytes of uh, of uh, memory in his machine over there, man. And it ain't gonna do him any good in hell, man. And we went over there and took them. 
I mean, I just, they used to have so much memory. Yeah. We used to have so much memory, and we had to scrounge for the rest, literally. Uh, and so we went over, and he got one gigabyte, and I got another, and we plugged him right in, you know, poor Doug. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure he forgives you from whatever place he has found his final rest. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he did. Uh, and taking calls, I took, I think the best, uh, the, well, the worst, in, but the best call I ever took uh, up in St. Louis, a school district in one of the surrounding areas, had ordered a bunch of um, IMAX. That was the, the single unit, what we call single unit, where the screen and the computer is all in one thing, you know. Uh, and they ordered a whole bunch for the kids, and they brought them in, and they started unloading them, and keyboards all had uh, white dust on them. And that was during the anthrax scare, you know. So the principal of the school called up and just called the uh, 1-800-MY-APPLE number, which got us uh, down there, and, uh, you know, told me what was going on. And I'm like, whoa, you know. And I stood up. You could get the attention of your supervisors or anybody else. I stood up on my chair and waved over the cube for him to come back. I said, hey, man, I got think some anthrax in the St. Louis thing. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Keep him on the line. And I did. And uh, he ran and he got uh, somebody, two guys, and the black shirts. That was the, the uh, supervisors from Cupertino who were always in the building. Came over and he said, what's going on? I said, this uh, principal says he, uh, uh, they opened this up and it's got white powder in it. And, uh, okay, hold on. Keep him on the line. Keep him on the line. And within a reasonable time, a voice came on. Said, and, and what's the problem? I said, Oh, uh, sorry, sir. Anth- uh, we don't know if it's anthrax or not. It's the white powder that uh, is in the keyboard situation configuration. And he, okay, put him on. <clears throat> I said, sir, this is one of my supervisors, and uh, uh, he wants to talk to you. And I, I listened to the call. You know, I was there on the call. He says, uh, okay, sir, exactly what happened. And he told him, you know, white powder and all this. He said, okay, um, uh, I want you to call the CDC. Where, uh, I'll give you the number. You need to call them first in your local uh, health department. Um, I want you to do this, this, and this. He said, and uh, where are the children? And he said, well, we have them in the cafeteria. And he said, okay, um, I want you to know that any, any harm that should come to the children, uh, naturally Apple will take responsibility and, uh, I mean, anything up to psychological counseling and everything. And, uh, I'll have another supervisor come on and give you the contact information, but I do want you to get in touch with the CDC and blah, blah, blah. Then he transferred immediately the guy to another call, another supervisor. And then he came on to me and said, have you made, have you made accurate notes of this? I said, yes, sir, I have. He's good. Um, I want you to send me a copy of those notes to my office and everything when you're completely through. Said, okay. Do you have an address, a, a personal email or no, I'm going to use a corporate. It's a, uh, it's sjobs at pixar.com. I still remember the address. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, that stuff gets anyway, stamped into your well, mind, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, and, but, and then he told me, he said, um, I, I don't think this is Amtrak. I said, okay, sir. He said, I think, have you ever soldered computers? No, sir, I did sound work in Nashville. But no, it's not like that. Uh, when you solder keyboards or you work with keyboards you you dust your hand with powder talcum powder johnson's you know whatever to avoid the static electricity problem that will arise 
And I think somebody was being a funny guy and dumped a bunch of powder in there to, to get a rise out of people who opened it and everything. I'll take care of that. Are you okay? Oh, you get that thing written and please send it to that address. Okay, yes, sir. And then they gave me two hours off uh, to go over to the cantina and have a beer to calm down because, I mean, it was kind of upsetting, you know. I went over there, and I found out later that that particular bunch of computers was built in the Philippines. There was a little place over there. They had a factory, and they were putting their, you know, these iMacs together in the Philippines. And uh, somebody in there had thought it was really funny to put this powder in there and scare the kids. So Steve fired everybody. <laughs> you thought he was going to be the good guy, right? <laughs> he loved firing people, that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He he loved firing people more than more than Trump uh, on the Apprentice. I mean, he just yeah. he just loved it, um, and, and 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 he was ugly about it. Uh, I mean, he 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 cut he took no prisoners. He cut no slack. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Anyway, that's um, I got, I could I could go on for two hours with stories about that. About uh, Steve and, and all that kind of stuff. We got another commercial, I think, coming up. Uh, and uh, get past that and we'll launch. In. I want to launch next, Ted, but we had the history of social media, YouTube, up to now. And we'll tell everybody about iJackie. I love that. And uh, I know you got some stories on that one. You know, so one or two. That'll be good. All right. We'll see y'all on the flip side. Go get yourself a cup of coffee, light and smoke. See you back in five minutes. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's just a few. Carrie, great product and I will continue to use. I've been taking it for over a year now. I'm 60 and feel great. I would highly recommend this product to anyone over the age of 40. Amazon customer, five stars. I'm quite happy about it. Extendivite has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Amazon customer, five stars. Great product I use regularly and I rarely get sick. To get your Extendivite today, go to extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cups. There's this wonderful thing it's called Vote With Your Feet. Moves to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. 
give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this 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 fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. We are back. We are back. I picked that. Uh, I picked that song in memory of last night's show. But anyway, here we are back on September the fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. And so, folks, this is a live show. We have a live engineer who's fantastic, and we have live <laughs> telephones. So, you want to pick up that phone and you call our little number, ringy dingy, and talk to us, Mike? We'll pop that up here. I'll read it off to him. So we can get some interest generated in the masses out there. That's 512 or something. Anyway, he'll bring it up. There it is. It's 512-248-8252. And that will get you Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And you can come on here and tell us how much you're enjoying the show. Or you can ask our address so you can come to our house. No. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to introduce this next segment. I'm going to introduce this next segment, and I'm going to let Ted uh, take it and run a little bit, because he's actually got some experience with this segment. Uh, we, Because of the show, that uh, one of the shows that we've done the last week, one last night or whatever, uh, but uh, we, we delved into, excuse me, we delved into social media, uh, especially videos and uh, podcasts and stuff like that. And I happen to have a little experience with that. Um, I have an experience with a little lady uh, named Jacqueline Bessette Brandt. And y'all know you've never heard of her. You've never heard of this girl, okay? Back in 2006 and seven on YouTube, uh, and she evolved into something that was known as iJackie. Yeah, I know you heard of her. Okay, anyway, iJackie, and she made 613 videos. Uh, which we quoted one, the only, only clean one I could quote last night. I quoted with something she said. And uh, just by chance now, we're going to, and this is going to be like a 30 minute segment because it's really good stuff. Uh, Ted is a clinical psychologist. Yeah, no, no fooling. 
no fooling. He's got more degrees than a thermometer. And he uh, actually does psychiatry, psychology, whatever they call it. And he's actually run treatment centers for kids, you know, that have problems and they have to live there. It's called a residential treatment center. And, and help them through their problems and everything. And Jackie had some problems. And uh, he knew us personally. Me and Tim have been friends for like 50 years. And so he actually uh, uh, counseled her and gave her therapy and help. So he has some insights on this. And uh, Ted, take it away for a few minutes. Well, uh, I guess the best thing, the best place to start um, is uh, in in the beginning. Um, we started off talking about evolution and and an expectation that evolution would lead uh, evolution leads to changes that make things better, and uh, I, I, I find. I, I find more and more in life that that isn't always true, and I and 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 it's giving me a, a, a kind of a an insight into the in, into the conservative mind. Um, uh, I, I've 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 always had empathy for all people, conservatives, liberals. You know, the political inclination didn't matter, but I've never really had a good look into their minds. But but you know. Uh, sometimes I think it's a good thing to give evolution a rest. Um, and when YouTube started off, it, it was really just a, a, a disorganized uh, uh, hodgepodge of, of, of videos that people would take, uh, stuff that everything from um, stuff that looked like it came from a jackass movie to. Uh, you know, to, to to somebody out doing gardening in their in, in their garden and and talking about how to raise tulips and um, uh, nothing nothing ever really went viral uh, on on YouTube uh, in the early days. And uh, Jackie uh, came to to Billy's house. Uh, her her dad brought her down before he moved to the. To, to the Indian subcontinent, and um, and dropped her off there with a baby. Well, one on the way anyway. And uh, she did. She did not have a lot to do. And Billy, uh, being in the real estate business, had, had a lot of computers in his house. And she got to fooling around with YouTube. And. Uh, uh, she, it, she she made a couple of videos, and 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 on a whim, Billy posted them to YouTube, and they they instant they were instantly popular. They they, they were instantly popular. The um the, she some some of her early videos inspired. Well, one of her early videos inspired the movie uh, Juno, I think. Um, and uh and 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 they could they. They couldn't get Jackie to play the part, but even though Jackie had a SAG card, um, uh, it did. Now, did Jackie get that SAG card in, in anticipation of playing that part? Uh, yeah, I think she did. What happened there was um, uh, she, that's when she had her nervous breakdown. Uh, the, they actually uh, more or less patterned the character after her, uh, right down right. to the shirt. Right down to the shirt, and uh, 
she had a breakdown. She just had puck. By the way, folks, that little girl that you just heard I was joking with and fussing with, uh, that, that's Puck. And that that is the little girl. And she is making a movie, a real movie right now, called Someday, which she's starring in and everything. So the, it carries on. Go ahead, Ted. Well, anyway, the, um, the, the something that, uh, that, that something that came along that evolved in the movie industry uh, was uh, casting directors. And casting directors came about because they were a class of people who understood that uh, good actors are not people who go to acting school and learn method acting or, or some other form of acting and, uh, and, and, and are able to imitate something or rigidly... Uh, uh, make a performance. Good, good actors, the ones we all love, the ones that you know that 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 uh, that, that we all remember. Uh, we, we remember their faces even when they, when we don't remember their names. Are natural. They're they're just naturals. And Jackie was a natural. I think that um, uh, uh, a guy named uh, uh, D'Angelo uh, from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Lance D'Angelo, uh, who was uh, who was a natural producer uh, and and came from a, a movie family, uh, uh, but what actually relocated himself to Austin in Billy's house. <laughs> brought, yeah, was brought. A, I mean, with about forty thousand dollars worth of camera equipment. Keep going. <laughs> he, he did. He brought. He brought all his camera equipment and and a, and a toy train set that covered about half the downstairs and um and just moved in and 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 uh he he told he was standing there on the doorstep billy came and answered the door and he was standing there on the doorstep and and he had all this stuff piled up on the on the on, on the porch and, and billy said well hello lance what are you doing here and he said moving in and he said why and he said because because of jackie he said i I mean, he really he didn't announce himself or anything. And, no, and, he just flew and, in. Hey, you know, let me, I must add one little thing here uh, for the people in Austin that I know are going to like this. <laughs> one day, the FedEx truck showed up, right? And and Lance had gone into uh, Colleen with with my wife uh, to do something because he had to get to Colleen. And he said, I'm going to get a delivery. Go ahead and just bring it in. And I thought it was more equipment. Well, it was eight quart jars of uh, herb <laughs> yeah. he had mailed mailed from L.A. <laughs> and everything. And I thought, he came in and said, did you get my delivery? I, yeah. I said, uh, yeah, uh, we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna all go to jail. He said, well, you said it was decriminalized, dude. I said, not when you ship it by the bail. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he Anyway, uh, he, he uh, somehow he got it past the 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 the, the uh, border guard station. Um, he had to go through some kind of a checkpoint, and uh, and they found it. And and I I don't know. Lance was was really one of the most likable guys that, that I've ever met. And I, I don't I don't think I've ever met anybody that didn't like him. And and he was a great judge of talent. And he said, Jackie is a natural, 
people like her come along once in a generation. And so, um, regardless of, of how much she does for you, uh, I'm, I'm going to shoot as much footage of her as I can. And, and he did. He, he, he shot a, a lot of it was just not planned. Uh, just her walking around and, and doing the things that she did. And, um, and, and Lance was able to take that stuff. And before long, it wasn't, it wasn't very long before Jackie was producing better videos than he could. Uh, he said, he said, I don't understand it. She's a natural actor and, and a natural, uh, uh, a producer. She, she, she really understands the, the whole business. And, um, and, and, and there, I, I'm, t- I, you know, I, 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 I'm, uh, uh, a lot of people patterned themselves after Jackie. There was some girl I can't think of, Lonely Girl. Uh, Lon- Lonely Girl, Lonely Girl 15. Lonely Girl 15. Lonely, yeah. yeah they're, 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 and she was nowhere near 15. She was older than 15. But, um, but, 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 but people like her pattern themselves after Jackie. They, you know, you, you could see Jackie in their moves and in their voice inflections and even in the choices of, of, of their material. Although I will say in the case of Lonely Girl 15, um, she did, she did um, uh, have a, a, a kind of a unique narrative. She didn't copy anything from Jackie where her narrative was concerned, but, but, uh, but, 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 but the type of show she ran was, was patterned after Jackie and, and, and the way she acted was. And, and, and Jackie also uh, kind of held YouTube's feet to the fire on terms of service uh, in, in such a way. I mean, she really took them to school a couple of times. And, and, and I just don't think YouTube would be what it is today if it, if it weren't for Jackie. Yeah, it's about it. And on the personal note, I'm going to add the personal side now, which is very interesting. Uh, just like Ted said, she's kind of stumbled in. She's toying with YouTube, and then we filmed her. She had been pregnant. In fact, when she started YouTube, she was pregnant. She was in her eighth, almost ninth month. And uh, she was uh, Jackie was born at the Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. She grew up on first part of her life on South Street, which was what Ralph of uh, Roy to down Music Square. Some of my earliest memories of her was she had a sundress on most of the time. And at three years old, we flew up, a bunch of us flew up to have a party up there. And we flew up a brisket. We put the brisket in the suitcase so they put it in the hold of the plane and it froze it so it wouldn't spoil. Not going in there. But we're going to have a barbecue brisket, which in those days you couldn't get brisket in Tennessee. Then we got up there and Jackie had disappeared. Little three-year-old Jackie had disappeared. Now, what she did was, as usual, she took that sundress off and just threw it up in the air, got buck naked, and she got on her tricycle and rode down the RCA uh, studios on, on the Roy Acuff, you know, <laughs> and I won't name the star. I'm not going <laughs> to name drop. Yeah, she really did that. I'm not going <laughs> to name drop. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, a certain country music star, star brought her back under his arm. He said, does anybody own this? And we said, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's Jackie and everything. He said, yeah, and I heard y'all had some Texas brisket. It's right over there. And, and we all ate together. Um, but Billy, I really think, I really think you're uh, at a point. I, I think given the life that you live, 
that you're you're beyond being people being able to say that you drop names. You're not a name dropper. You know the the the, the, the names the names you would drop the names you would would mention are all people that knew you and that you knew and that you worked with in sound studios. Okay. This particular man was Ray Kennedy. Okay, I don't even know if he's still in the business. He had a hit, and uh, we we jammed together a little bit. But at any rate, any rate, <laughs> he came back. Um, and uh, right after I left Nashville and came back to Austin, uh, John, her father, moved him up to Detroit, and he went to work on the Eight Mile Road deal with, uh, um, oh, hell, who's that guy? Uh, cowboy, Cowboy, that guy, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, him. Um, I want to be your cowboy. Uh, yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't repeat it on this uh, show, yeah. but it's, uh, the one that did Cowboy. Um, anyway. Um, oh, that's bad getting old when you can't remember stars, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah anyway, you, what, you, uh, she was up there with them, and um, she was wild, uh, to put it mildly, and she was running the streets of Detroit, and she ended up in a bad situation with her boyfriends and everything, and she wound up pregnant. And that's when her dad brought her down and dropped her off on me, and then he took off to Indonesia. Okay. And uh, anyway, uh, she she came down every year. Uh, every Christmas or Thanksgiving, uh, she would come down, her dad would bring her down, and she'd spend time with us. So basically her room was, was already ready. It was where she always stayed, so it wasn't so weird. And that's when she got dabbling, with you know, counting the hours until the baby come. Um and then she, you know, she messed with that. And the, the the idea was, in the first movies, was she was going to sit in front of the camera and talk about teen pregnancy. You know, this is what I did, and, uh, you know, this is what happens when you do that. And and uh, I got into drugs, I smoked marijuana, and this is how, what will happen to you when you're giving advice to, you know, to teenage girls. That's why she was a hit right there. And we didn't know, there was no way to make money off of them. There's no way to make money back in those days off of YouTube, but it was fun. It was therapy for her. It was therapy for her. Um, Kid Rock, Kid Rock, that was the guy. Anyway, uh, it, that was the, the therapy for her to, to make the videos and stuff like that. And one day we were sitting there, we was watching one of them and checking it out again. And she looked at the bottom. She said, "Hey, Dad, well, what's these little numbers down here, dude?" I said, "Oh, that's thirty-five. Oh, that's how many people have watched it." 35,000 people. Now, these days, that doesn't sound like a lot. Okay, but we're talking about 2006 here, 2007, that break time. 35,000. Before it was all over, when she would make a video, we could actually sit there, have martinis, and we could watch the numbers roll. Watch them roll, you know. And that's why Lance uh, got interested in this, is because she made one called uh, Video, Video Killed the Radio Star, Song. She made a video of that, and he had made one. And back in those days, you could be the 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 feature of the week on YouTube on the front page. And he was the feature of the week until Jackie got him kicked off, and she was the feature of the week. And he called us. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, tell hey, us, dude. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, tell the story about you know that guy the 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 the, the, the professional wrestler that lives in New. In New Orleans, he knew that. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he really married. Tell the story yeah, we, about how he got 
how how he did how I, I think it was him and, and and Jackie did a video together, and they wanted to use a Creedence song, and uh, YouTube wouldn't let them use it. And so, oh, yeah. tell the story about that because that, that that's just an unbelievable. We uh, uh, it was uh, uh, you can't go wrong when you play a little bit of that Creedence song, and uh, um, John Fogerty had written it, you know, naturally, you know, and everything. Uh, and we picked up one. I went to a Fogarty, Fogarty concert in Austin, and he sang a thing called Deja Vu. And Jackie sat down, and she made a beautiful video about com- comparing the Afghani War, Iraqi War, with the Vietnam War. And she switched the scenes back and forth between the two wars and all that kind of stuff. But every time we tried to put it up, John or one of his people would just slap it down. Copyright, 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 copyright. And I wasn't there. I don't know how it happened, but I understand that Lance had gotten in touch with John or somebody close enough to him. Chase and the deal was, he'll put up a video of, uh, you can't go wrong if you play a little bit of that Creedence song, then we won't knock that down anymore. And we did the deal. And it, I think it's still up today. I'm, and I don't know, it might be still up today. Uh, we did that deal. We did I, We did a lot, a lot of... Uh, um, a lot of her stuff we took down, and we'll get into that story here in a moment. Uh, in fact, most of it got took down. But uh, we, uh, the best one she ever made, uh, a producer uh, called Trevor Rieger, and he was in L.A., and he had a, a feud going with a guy called Boheem. Okay, and Boheem had, was doing a contest, and he was going to go down to the La Brea tar pits and let people shoot at him with... with uh, paintballs and then he was going to give a thousand dollars or whatever to whoever could guess how many times he would get hit by the paintballs well trevor rigger wanted to wreck you know seal his thunder and he called us up he said hey man can y'all make like a funny video man to make fun of boheme about this and everything so we me and jackie sat there and worked on it we worked well it came out with and what you do is this video called once and go up to YouTube and you put the word once in there, and it's probably covered up by a lot of other videos. But if you put I Jackie once, you probably will see it. It might be on my channel. It might be on a bunch of others. But it's everywhere now, all over. And what it was, was we took an SKS uh, machine gun, <laughs> and we unloaded it. We unloaded it, folks. Good. Safety first. And she had that thing, and she cocked it. She said, uh, I'm going to take a chance on how many times you're going to get shot, Boheem. Cock, cock, once, like that. And then ended with NC Hammer going, do, 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 can't touch this, do, 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 do. We got away with murder on that one. Now, the thing you were saying, she she had the school YouTube. She moved behind the camera at some point. And stopped doing a lot of the Ijacky stuff, but she was doing a lot of production stuff. And um, when Jackie was three or so, she went to United Artists with me at three. And when I cut my, one of my albums, uh, Weird Wilbur Rides Again, she actually sat on my lap through a whole session while I, while I recorded. Okay. Her whole life had been that album. Development later on when she was a, a young lady, she developed it digital. Uh, she helped with the remixes, stuff like that. She was good at that. And uh, we got it up on iTunes. And it was, uh, so I think it's Apple Music now. In fact, go to your Alexas and just like, play Weird Wilbur. 
don't let your children hear it. It's a party record, okay? Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, oh, no, don't let your children hear it. Oh, no. Oh, no. And that's me singing. But anyway, she uh, uh, she was involved in it uh, deeply and everything. Uh, and then they, they kept, they struck a couple of our songs, copyright. You know, you know uh, a copyright has been filed, blah, blah, blah. And in, in those days, you could call, actually call San Francisco. And it wasn't bought out by Google then. It was still in hands of the people that had invented it. And she got in touch with them and said, look, you're striking our stuff. Well, it's a copyright violation. And she had to explain to them, okay, number one, we recorded that at United Artists in Nashville, Tennessee. We own that. We own it. And number two, I am a member of ASCAP, American Society of Composers and Publishers, and my dad is a member of BMI, Broadcast Music Incorporated. We're licensed to do that. And if you people, if your underwear wasn't so tight, that's a Jackieism, folks, if your underwear wasn't so tight, you would understand that you could put a little button on the bottom of that picture, and when people punched it, they could buy our record. And today, folks, that's why that button is there, okay? Thank you, Jackie. Uh, <laughs> you know, and there's a whole lot of other things she did. That, too, that, too, yeah, exactly. That, that's what I mean. It, it, she, she, I mean, you know, people might say that the command button is a small thing, but if it weren't for mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, there wouldn't be one. You know, so so with that, so that button you're talking about on YouTube, if it wasn't for Jackie, there wouldn't be one there. That's right. And, and, and she had, and I was there listening to the phone call. She had to argue with them. Well, you don't understand the implications of shut up, sit down. We own the record. We own the record. We didn't cut that thing in the garage, you darn fools. You know, she let them know. Actually, we snuck, we didn't sneak in. We were invited in the UA. We weren't on the label, but uh, I was friends with, friends with a guy. Oh, here we go. I uh, hear it coming. We're going to take another break, folks. We'll come back and continue this tantalizing story about shooting sheriffs. Later, Gators. Put on. All residents of urban neighborhoods and cities are being ordered to stay in their homes until the threats are eliminated. If you disobey orders, you could be shot on sight by rogue agents, federal forces, and domestic terrorist militias. This is your emergency broadcast system. This is a national alert. Imminent threat is nationwide. You must stay in sight of your homes or risk being shot on sight. The conspiracy is upon you. Your conspiracy friends were right all along. Now you must learn to survive. If you hear this, you are the resistance. This is your emergency broadcast system. The conspiracy is upon you. Your conspiracy friends were right all along. Now you must learn to survive. If you hear this, you are the resistance. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history, but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure and natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it, and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. 
Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 